I've got a whole lot of tips here. I'm, I'm sans computer at the moment, so I wasn't able to put together a, a presentation, but I figured paper would do. Um, and amusingly, the only pad I could find at home is my old glue pad from when I used to work there about five years ago. So, um, But I thought I'd kick off with, um, I guess, some examples of my best and my worst pictures really, really quickly because they have very, very common themes. I think my best pictures, what I'm pitching is always really quite risky, but the question, I'm almost, I'm so excited about going in there and pitching, it's like, wouldn't it be great if? So, you know, it's this am amazing kind of belief either in the idea or the fact that you're doing something that is just so, so exciting, you feel it inside you, and I think without that feeling inside you, you're never really going to have a great experience pitching. So my, my, two, um, my two examples would be uh, something that I did last year for, for high net worth individuals. It's pretty exciting. Um, but we came up with an idea that wasn't just an advertising idea, but was actually a, a sort of a full brand idea. It was actually giving them some kind of an identity that they didn't have before and a voice with which to sort of speak. And it was really, it was such a risky thing to go in and to present this idea. But I think just because I was so excited about it and believed in it so much, uh, we had, you know, we had amazing success, but it was a really great feeling. It, you know, half an hour of pitching went in about five seconds. And the second one, which is not about the actual pitch itself, but about what we did beforehand, was when we pitched for in January last year. Um, we thought, wouldn't it be great if to, you know, to, uh, to send something beforehand or, and to introduce the pitch, we made a video. Wouldn't it be hilarious if we could interview uh, Richard Branson? But of course we can't. But of course we can because there are like hundreds of hours of videos of Richard Branson on YouTube. So we cut together a really, really silly... Uh, we, we basically hired a studio. We decked it out like a newsroom. We had reporters from all over the world, and we were doing a report on the fact that we just won the pitch. It was a bit wanky, but it was, uh, but it was quite funny. And then we just had him saying how great it was, how he was going to take us to his island, Necker Island. He was going to give us one billion pounds, whatever. It was, it was sort of quite fun, and we sent it off going they're either going to love this or they're going to absolutely hate it and they're going to kind of kick us out. And they absolutely loved it and he thought it was really, really funny. And to actually have something that was so funny that he saw it was, uh, was brilliant. My worst two pictures got Saint-Tropez and Brothers from Other Mothers. Um, <laughs> my Saint-Tropez, you'll, you'll get to my points, but never do something the night before a pitch that you're not 100% sure is going to come out okay. I was pitching for, uh, God, what was it? It was a Scottish, uh, some Scottish building society type thing or insurance thing. Um, and I thought, you know, in the hotel room in Edinburgh the night before, right, I'm going to send to pay myself because I'm going to look like really tanned. And I totally fucked it up. And then the whole way through the pitch, I was sitting there and all I could do is I could look at my hand, my orange hands, <laughs> my orange fingers. And it was, it was so uncomfortable and it just completely, completely threw me and it completely fucked up the pitch. So don't, don't deviate from your normal <laughs> behaviour, even if you want to look hot. Um, and the other one, uh, which I'll, I'll, I'll get to kind of the reasons why, but I had probably the worst pitch of my life about six months ago. It was Four Brothers, which is the cider brand. Um, and it was just a, a catalogue of disasters. So the creative director looking after it uh, was away on holiday I had to step in at the last minute. I hadn't seen the work. The presentation 
wasn't done in the right way, so it was impossible to change. The information that we had about who the client was, we were told the clients were their three brothers, they've had this cider company in their family for 200 years, they do a lot of stuff at Glastonbury, they're real hippies. They weren't. They actually run a ma massive uh, bottle manufacturing plant and, uh, and they're all accountants. Um, so we came up with these sort of crazy ideas. I then got food poisoning the night before, couldn't sleep, was puking up, thought I can't not go to the pitch, which is wrong because you are never indispensable and if you're that sick you should never ever go. And I thought it's fine, I'll go, I'll be able to get energy off these other people and that will sustain me for the hour. But there was no energy, there were no questions. <laughs> Uh, we presented a couple of ideas, one of which was called Brothers from Other Mothers, and they were just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then we'd found, well, the worst bit was, we'd found a picture on Facebook, on their Facebook page, and uh, someone at Glastonbury last year had made an enormous cock out of empty Brothers cups, using about 1,000, 1,500 cups or whatever. And the story is that instead of, instead of uh, telling this guy that he was an idiot or whatever, that they'd responded through social media and said, hey, that's really funny, we'll give you a crate of brothers. So we thought, that's a great story. It obviously tells us that they're really interesting, innovative people. The brothers didn't know that their marketing director had done it. And so I said, but, you know, you're so, you're so exciting, you do all these great things. Look at the cock, you know, how you rewarded the guy who made the cock. And there was silence, and this guy just went, who the fuck authorised that? And I was like, oh, my God, I've just lost someone a job. <laughs> um, we then ended and said, are there any questions? And there wasn't one single <laughs> question. <laughs> we basically just got up, they showed us around their bottling plant and we left. Uh, that, that was just, it was horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> um, but you do have horrible ones and part of, uh, I guess part of it all is learning how to not kill yourself afterwards. So, my tips really quickly is prepare. That's really, really important and under prepare is Research your audience, because everyone else does. Look on Facebook. Look who it is that you're actually going to go and meet. See what they like. See who their friends are. See if you've got any friends in common. You know, see, find out things about them uh, that make them feel kind of more, more comfortable. I think that's, that's really, really important. Uh, agree with your entire team first, what needs to be delivered so there's no mucking about and no people working on stuff that isn't going to be shown and no arguments. And I find a really good way of doing this is a timeline. So the very first thing I do when I start working on a pitch is on the wall, on a big piece of paper, you draw a timeline so you know you've got an hour. And you go, okay, so introductions and the fact that people are going to be late, that's like five to ten minutes. Okay, that's clear. Now, we need probably at least ten minutes for the strategy to be able to explain that properly, or fifteen minutes, so that comes to here. We then start the creative work. We've got three creative ideas. That's here, here, and here. We then need to go through the budgets and the planning and the production and then wrapping up. So it gives you a really good idea of how long you've got for your bit because the worst, worst, worst mistake when you're pitching is to spend way too long on stuff that's going to be up there for 30 seconds or is not going to be up there at all and not, you know, where it really, really matters. So I think like a visual timeline is, is massively useful. We've got a fantastic uh, creative director called Zach that does that. He has an A4 sheet of paper for every slide in the presentation which he'll gradually fill up with either something that's a slide or a graphic, but he'll plot the entire story out first and make sure that it, it fits the time like a storyboard. Um, a clear, simple strategy, I think, even more than the, the creative stuff, what you're doing is telling a story, but it's not a creative story. It starts with what the strategy is and linking the strategy that to the creative ideas. So if you are being risky, you need to prove 
that that risky idea is absolutely embedded in the problem that the client asked you to solve in the first place, and it's not just you being cool. Um, and, uh, you know, these guys aren't necessarily advertising people, so it just has to be super, super, super clear and kind of show them that you understand them, that you respect them, that you can answer their brief, even if you're then going to kind of take it in a different direction. Uh, rehearse, even if you hate it. I hate rehearsals. I'm always shit at rehearsing, but at least it gets it out of the way. But actually, what's most important about rehearsing is it develops more of a team bond and... And that really comes across to the client. So if you haven't rehearsed, the client will twig that you guys aren't really comfortable with each other. And the more you can kind of say, yeah, by the way, Liz, and yeah, that was great coming on from Liz's point or whatever, you know, and actually kind of name each other and have a bit of banter and, and show that you've had conversations amongst yourself. It makes the client feel much more comfortable. Um, finish a day ahead at least or plan to finish a day ahead at least. You never, ever, ever, ever will finish a day ahead. That includes late nights. Plan for late nights. As soon as someone says to me, I think we can do this without a late night, I think that's a pitch that we're not going to win, and I know that sounds terrible, but actually I think the best pitches come from the bonding that happens at 2 o'clock in the morning over a pizza. Um, you know, as long as you're not doing it all the time and, and kind of not killing yourself, I think it's, it's sort of really important to to kind of do have that creative push and have that great creative energy. Um, and do try to finish just a little bit ahead if you can. Don't use fucking InDesign for the deck. <laughs> Please. Um, I know we all love it and we all want to make our decks look really beautiful, but we are not the client and we are not client services and we're not the producers and we don't have to go in there the night before the pitch and change a budget item that has to be amended or what have you and realise that you can't fucking do it. Um, so please, 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 I know PowerPoint is the dullest program in the world, but it's dull for a reason, because people know how to use it. Um, think about sending forwards and leave behind. So, you know, what can you send to the client beforehand? It could be an email, it could be something like the Virgin video, something that just engages them and, and gets them a little bit excited beforehand, and then what can you, what can you leave behind with them? Can you tell them a great story? Can you make them a book? Can you... You know, follow up with something sent to their offices afterwards. I think, yeah, I think that's quite a good one. And then, right, on the day. <laughs> da, da, da. Make sure that everyone there has a role. If you're there and you're not speaking, you should not be there. So don't be there. <laughs> um, following on, actually, uh, from Lauren's uh, point, just be comfortable and be you. This is the most important thing. If you are really uncomfortable by having chipped nails, get your nails done. Don't go in there and think, I've got no time, I'm going to go in there with chipped nails because you'll sit there and you'll think about your chipped nails through the pitch and you won't think about your pitch. Um, also, if you're, not happy, if you're not happy with the order of the slides, if you don't understand what you're presenting, particularly if you're more senior and a creative director and you're not really sure about how the creative idea came about, make sure that you understand it or don't present it because it, it always shows. Um, be memorable, and being memorable just means trying to think about the one thing that uh, that the client's going to take away. So what's that one idea? What's the one exciting creative thing? What's the one little gem? Because you only need one, but you need something magical in there that they're going to be able to take away and remember you by. And that brings me on to the theatre of the pitch. And I think it's really important to think about 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 the theatre of the pitch, about how you sort of construct it, about how you 
how you deliver stuff, about the way that the room is dressed, the things that you do, the way people are welcomed. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a kind of a full experience. Um, stand up. If you sit down when you're pitching, you never, ever win, and I've learned this the hard way. So stand up. And also, it's an opportunity to do things around working the room. I know there are some guys that I've been working with at LBI who have sort of a trick of when they're talking about the LBI stuff, they stand on the right-hand side of the room. When they're talking about the previous agency stuff or anything that's shit, they stand on the left-hand side of the room. And it's amazing. I'm sure Liz will get into these kinds of things. It's amazing how much that kind of stuff works. Um, details matter. You don't need to produce too much stuff, but the stuff you produce should be done properly. So please know... The thing I hate the most is when you're doing screens and someone's left like an old URL or something like that in the top bar which might belong to someone else or might be just like a, a generic thing and then you've got the site underneath. Clients notice those little things. They don't necessarily notice, uh, I don't know, maybe bigger things but they notice those little details. So I lost my smile because it does make a difference. Right, and that's me. Thanks.